right now we have a new segment so now when i finish the episode i can break these up into itty bitty pizzas and release them separately so you're welcome <laughs> but now we have Zelensky hinting at an attack on transnistria we've heard some rumblings over the course of this war you had at the at the very beginning of the war we had you had talk of oh is what's ukraine gonna do about transnistria then later on like during the summer last year you had a brief flare-up of tensions uh between uh mainly the west and trans and not transnistria and moldova over its I can't even I, I can't even tell you what for at this point it was so a while back and it was pretty minor we talked about it on the podcast so I'll refer you back to that episode but we've seen the the, the, the murmurs and the rumblings over the course of the war and perhaps this is just going to be another one of them although the Ukrainian the Ukrainians are a bit more erratic this time around uh, than they were before so I don't completely discount the possibility. Uh, granted, I never really did discount the possibility too much because uh, Moldova kind of st- gets in the way of the rest of NATO because Poland has easy access to Ukraine. Lithuania has easy access. Well, actually, what I say that for? Lithuania does not have easy access to Ukraine, but Poland does. Hungary does. And then you have Romania. But Romania is really blocked off. Not completely. They obviously, they have a border with Ukraine. But there's a giant, uh, there's a giant little, little uh, road bump between them and Ukraine, which is Moldova. And so Moldova sort of been caught up between the West, trying to pressure everybody into supporting Ukraine and their own relatively non-hostile position towards Russia. And so you have a a government in Moldova that is pro-Ukraine, but a large subsect of the Moldovan population that is pro-Russian. And they're openly pro-Russian. So what you get is conflict that has pushed Moldova towards neutrality, thankfully. Uh, Not just for the Ukrainians, but for the Russians and for the Moldovians themselves, the Moldovans themselves. Because if they got drawn into the war, that'd just be unnecessary. They'd just be really unnecessary, especially with what we're witnessing about to happen, with what we're about to witness happen. Because we're about to witness a tragedy. If if this Ukrainian counteroffensive really does go off, we're going to witness a tragedy. Lots of men losing their lives and being wounded beyond repair. Some of them, they're going to have legs amputated, arms amputated. They're going to lose fingers, toes. It's, it's going to be bad. That's what war is. It's not a very nice thing. So the last thing you want to do is lose lives in a war that you didn't need to fight. And that's what's happening here. Because peace could have been achieved multiple times before in the past. Specifically before the war even began. And right after the war began. There was plenty of opportunities to make peace. And it they, they fell through. So it's been a good thing for the Moldovans that they haven't been drawn into this war. But with Ukraine, again, that descent into becoming a terrorist state, because they were not a terrorist state when the war began. This this has been a process. They were not this erratic 
as they are now when the war began they were a pretty normal if normal they were they were a normal country run by nazis sure but a normal country but over the course of the war we've heard the rumblings of moldova getting drawn into the war and again there's been a lot of pressure put onto them to do so of, of course the west pressuring them to be on the ukrainian side and the russians sort of leaving them alone because the russians have their own issues to deal with and the moldovans settling for neutrality in the conflict a relative neutrality but now we have Zelensky making comments about attacking the Russian troop presence in Transnistria. And he's when he was asked about the Russians in Transnistria, he said, quote, as for what to do with those who are on the territory with the troops. Well, if they want to live, they will go, end quote. So what does that mean? Well, if you want to live, they will go. He's clearly not talking about the Russians doing anything funny because the Russians have been there the entire time. He's talking about a potential Ukrainian military operation where if you want to live, you'll go. And if you stay, you're going to get shot because it's the military and you are enemy combatants. But the problem with this, the problem with this, and this is probably the reason why the Ukrainians haven't made any attempt to cover their flank from Transnistria either. The problem with this is that Transnistria, while is regarded as a part of Russia by the Russians and widely considered to be an essentially a part of Russia, although not necessarily formally recognized by a lot of people as a part of Russia, Transnistria is formally still a part of Moldova. It's a breakaway territory, but the Moldovans regarded as part of Moldovan territory. So in the event that the Ukrainians really do commit to this, this uh, strange thing, this strange diversionary attack, because what else can you call it other than uh, another Belgrade, uh, an unnecessary incursion into territory outside of Ukraine that does not achieve any meaningful goal? If they actually do attack this, this territory, that being Transnistria, it will, in effect, be an act of war against Moldova. Because Moldova regards Transnistria as a part of Moldova. So even if you attack Transnistria on the grounds that there are Russian troops there, as far as the Moldovans are concerned, you're violating their sovereignty. Now... Now, perhaps the Moldovans extend, say, an olive branch to the Ukrainians. If, if the, again, this is the, the speculation, if Ukraine attacks and if they're successful, which is the other part of the speculation, although there are only like oh, one, two thousand Russians there, so it, it wouldn't be that hard. It's not like the Russians there are particularly heavily armed like the Russians in the eastern parts of Ukraine. But if you attack, and if you're a successful, perhaps the Moldovans give you an olive branch and say, hey, you've taken a piece of our territory. You've pushed the Russians out. Well, we, we've like, we would like for you to give that back now. Okay. If Ukraine says no, it's a war. Because <laughs> now, now it's you're acting against us, not just Russia, because that's our territory, as far as the Moldovans are concerned. So 
if this happens, if Ukraine pulls a Belograd here and does some some kind of raid into Transnistria, they will create an allied power for the Russians. Because Moldova wants to stay neutral. The Moldovan government wants to support Ukraine. But it has been pushed into a position of neutrality by the, the lack of popular sentiment towards that policy, which makes them unique among other many Western countries in that they actually listen to their, 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 <laughs> their popular consensus. But if this happens, and again, that's an if, well, we'll talk about it because it's a possibility. If this happens, it's an act of war against Moldova. You will turn Moldova into a Russian ally where they previously were not necessarily an ally to Russia, even if many within Moldova were friendly towards Russia. You'll create a problem for yourself that didn't exist. <clears throat> now the Russians in Transnistria if you attack and you are not completely successful in driving those Russian forces out, now those forces are not encircled because they have Moldova to retreat into if they have to retreat. And they'll have the Moldovan army on their side. And now Ukraine is going to be faced with a two-front war, which is something that they can't afford to do. They have lots. They still have a, a good number of men at their disposal, Ukraine. But... At a time when you're preparing for a counteroffensive, and at a time when the Russians are preparing their own offensive, which will likely s sort of s use the Ukrainian offensive as a springboard for their own offensive, you don't, you can't afford to be starting up a second front in the opposite direction from where your main front is. You can't afford that. And if the West backs Ukraine in its fight with Moldova, then Moldova will not just be an ally to Russia for the war or for the foreseeable future. They'll perhaps be a Russian ally for the next 100 years. Because you don't, that, that kind of thing doesn't exactly leave you on good terms with all the NATO members that are your neighbors, even in the event that NATO, for whatever reason, ceases to exist. The countries that attacked you are still going to be there, even without NATO. So are you going to make peace with them or are you going to throw your lot in with the one country that didn't want to drag you into the mess? Russia. Something to think about. Something to think about. But that's the Transnistria thing. Again, we don't necessarily know if that's going to happen, but given that it is a possibility and given the, the now established pattern of behavior of the Ukrainian uh, what do you want to call it? The military, the high command of the Ukrainians. And I don't necessarily mean the, the Ukrainian people, but the Ukrainians, government led forces slash, slash military, given their newly established trend of terrorism. I don't know how else to put it terrorism. And with the raid into Belgrade, I wouldn't put it past them. And I, I don't know. I, I just, I have less benefit of the doubt now than I would have at an earlier point in the war. I, I have less benefit of the doubt now because they, they, every time I give them the benefit of the doubt, I, I'm the one who has to come with the correction and say, yeah, they were exactly that bad. So we'll wait and see on that. I don't think it'll happen, but it's a possibility, which is why I bring it to you. So it doesn't necessarily catch us all by surprise.
This segment was taken from my podcast, This Week in Geopolitics. I have new episodes every Monday, so if you like what you heard, consider giving me a follow. Thanks for listening, and hopefully I'll see you next time. Servus.